0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nuji Dean. Today is Friday, December 16th. Coming up, Friday night protest started as a weekly demonstration to recite the names of people killed by Kansas City police. Now its organizers have formed a group to support victims of police brutality.
2: Since this thing happened, I've just been going through so much and people didn't believe me. You know what I'm saying? People didn't believe that what the police did to me was wrong.
1: Plus, a few Kansas Cityans got a 1st look at the World Cup matches and operations in Doha, a new perspective for what Kansas City will see in four years.
2: Potentially hundreds of thousands of people that will, that will congregate you know, in and around our city, outside the stadium, in our restaurants, at our hotels. This is going to be a heavy lift.
1: We'll find out what local soccer organizers are looking forward to as a host city in 2026. But first, some headlines. Kansas City police veteran Stacey Graves was sworn in as chief of police yesterday. She's just the third woman to run the department and the first woman to be named to the top job permanently. Graves told reporters that she'll deal with controversies by being, quote, an open book. I will be that front-facing communicator that this city wants and needs. And if, if, if there's something that, that we're doing wrong, then the motto, mess up, fess up, move on. And, and the move on isn't forget about it. It's learn from it and move forward in a better way. The Board of Police Commissioners selected graves after a process that activists and the mayor say lacked transparency and community input. KCPD has not had a chief from outside the department since 1973. The Keystone Pipeline that broke in Kansas wasn't carrying conventional crude oil. Celia Yopis-Jepson of the Kansas News Service reports the hundreds of thousands of gallons that spilled pose special risks to the environment. The oil that spilled is Dilbit, diluted bitumen. It's Canadian tar sands oil. And a National Academy of Sciences report says it changes chemical makeup within days of spilling, and that federal agencies don't properly take its special properties into account. In water, Dilbit soon starts sinking instead of floating, and there aren't many ways to figure out where it goes, contain it, and clean it up. The Environmental Protection Agency and the Canadian company that owns the pipeline will won't answer questions about how they're verifying that the oil isn't still spreading. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly is applauding a state advisory board for recommending water conservation. Blaise Mesa of the Kansas News Service reports.
0: The board that advises Kansas lawmakers and the governor say the state needs to change course when it comes to depleting the Ogallala Aquifer. Board members say the state should not pump the aquifer dry to support crop irrigation. Kelly says water conservation has been talked about for decades without enough action. She says Kansans need to come together to find a solution, and that involves farmers and ranchers.
2: Farmers and ranchers are the best conservators of our land, uh, and so, yeah, they do have to uh, have a seat at the table uh, and input onto the solution that we come up with. Parts of
0: the aquifer that supply water to western Kansas could be largely depleted in 10 years. Kelly hopes state action changes that.
1: Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. For more than two years, a Kansas City activist group has held weekly demonstrations to honor people killed by the Kansas City Police Department. Now, Friday night protest has taken another step in advocating for victims of police violence. KCUR's Beck Shackelford-Wangonga reports.
3: Every Friday around 6 p.m., the names of people killed by the Kansas City Police Department echo through downtown. Joshua Downing, 2020. The somber tradition was started by Steve Young and his partner, Winifred Jameson, who founded Friday Night Protest during the George Floyd demonstrations in 2020. Since then, every week, the group gathers in front of KCPD headquarters with posters and photos of people killed by Kansas City police. 2020.
2: Eunice Ross Jr., 2020. Malcolm Johnson, 2021.
3: He wants Kansas City to realize it has a policing problem and for officers to hear the names of their victims.
2: You know, as much as
0: they want to try to forget them and and uh, pretend like they're, um, they're
2: insignificant, you know, um, we are keeping those names alive.
3: Police shot and killed a man in Young and Jamison's Northeast neighborhood in May of 2021. Soon after the shooting, the pair went to the scene to see how local law enforcement interacted with the state highway patrol, which investigates all Kansas City police shootings. What they saw disturbed them. They say when highway patrol arrived, they hugged officers and shared a laugh. You know, and just and just watching how the, you know,
2: the, how That's
3: it That's their investigation. Right. That's and it's the just investigation. Like, it, it just like it, it hit us. Yeah. And we were like, whoa. Jameson already believed police lied and hid evidence because of her prior work with Missouri's Public Defender's Office. But seeing that investigation firsthand propelled her and Young to create the Kansas City Law Enforcement Accountability Project, or Casey Leap. We cannot rely upon another law enforcement agency investigating another law enforcement agency. We just can't. Through Casey Leap, Young, Jameson, and their team of about half a dozen volunteers have raised money for things like food, shelter, and even cremation services for victims of police violence and their families. There's also a rapid response team, which goes to the scene of police shootings and conducts their own investigation.
1: It makes me really happy to see this work
3: happening. Abdul Nasser Rad is managing director for research and data at Campaign Zero, a national group that pushes for police reform. He says he's never heard of an organization that goes as far as Casey Leap, taking and gathering video and independently canvassing witnesses. Crucial work, he says. Police in Kansas City killed 47 people between 2013 and June 2022, Rad says, and nearly half of them were African-American. Police brutality is historically not well documented, and media reports about it often rely on law enforcement's narrative.
1: But I think it really is just like the next, I mean, step and could be a potential model for other cities like local organizations to provide these services to make sure that the right information is out there.
3: Casey Leib sprang into action for Mac Nelson this August. Nelson had just witnessed a fatal police shooting outside a gas station on Prospect Avenue. A police report of the incident says Nelson stepped inside white police tape multiple times while he filmed their investigation. Young, who was there to record the interaction on his phone, says police threw Nelson face down onto the pavement.
2: Of course you're going to throw him to the ground! He wasn't doing s*** to y'all!
3: Nelson sustained a deep cut on his head and possibly a concussion. He still has trouble remembering that night and his ambulance ride to the hospital where he got stitches. Casey Leap tracked him down afterwards and connected him to a lawyer. Nelson says without their video, no attorney would take his case.
2: Since this thing happened, I've just been going through so much and people didn't believe me. You know what I'm saying? People didn't believe that what the police did to me was wrong.
3: Nelson's civil case against the officers is ongoing, and he still can't feel parts of his face. His attorney, John Piscerno, thinks the settlement is likely, thanks largely to Casey Leap's video.
2: If it went for a certain organization, I, I don't know where I'd be at right now. You know, I told them they my guardian angel.
3: Casey Leap recently established a helpline for people to report police brutality. Young and Jameson hope it's one more tool to shine a light on the problem and seek justice for victims. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Beck Shackleford-Wanganga. A group of Kansas Cityans traveled to this
1: year's World Cup in Qatar with preparations in mind for the 2026 tournament. Kansas City will be one of 16 North American host cities for that tournament. But Greg Ecklin reports for KCUR. Anticipation for the world's biggest single sporting event goes well beyond local organizers. Yeah!
0: More than a week after the U.S. national team was eliminated from the World Cup, there are still a lot of soccer fans in Kansas City who care about match results. That much was evident last Friday in the shocker that sent Croatia to the semifinals after eliminating Brazil in penalty kicks. Jordan Haas of Lenexa was among the fans at a watch party at St. John's Catholic Club in Kansas City, Kansas. My family's Croatian. We grew up on a Croatian neighborhood, which is just along the street next to where we are right now. Uh, I'm actually applying for my Croatian citizenship, and I'm a huge soccer fan, so it makes sense to come here on a Friday morning. Though it's still too early to know which countries will be represented in 2026 in Kansas City, fans from all over the world are certain to scoop up tickets to the matches at Arrowhead Stadium. Other areas of the city will be engaged as well, including, but not limited to, the Power and Light District. I'd like to see them kind of make some venues a little bit bigger than what they currently are. I'm imagining something like the Chiefs Parade at Union Station. That scale would be really nice for Kansas City. Diego Gutierrez is a former soccer pro who teaches marketing and management at Rockhurst University. He traveled to Doha focused on fans who didn't attend the matches. And says the Union Station area and the mall near the World War II Museum have already been identified as possible watch party sites.
2: There are three or four different sites that would be really, really interesting to, uh, to be able to host uh, fans and really provide a good uh, experience for anybody involved.
0: Beyond just catering to fans, Gutierrez says the international teams with local fixtures will also need attention. That means identifying training sites and hotels around Kansas City. Not a simple
2: task. That bottom line uh, of multiple teams being here requires then at the very least uh, a foundational understanding of of the needs and the wants of each specific team.
0: Then there are the non-sporting venues like museums and restaurants that will entertain visitors when games aren't being played. It all goes into how Kansas City will rate as
2: host. The engagement level of multiple countries, you know, tens of thousands of people, maybe potentially hundreds of thousands of people that will that will congregate, uh, you know, in and around our city, outside the stadium, in our restaurants, at our hotels. Uh, this is going to be a heavy lift. All guests should be aware of and comply with the chiefs fan code of conduct over at the
0: arrowhead stadium game site director of operations matt kenny knows he'll have his hands full with what's planned on and around the truman sports complex
3: it's anything from transportation to uh, the logistics hospitality uh, media requirements uh, media standards the experience when people are there kenny
0: traveled to qatar too and anticipates a busy summer of 2026 with multiple teams playing multiple matches over the course of three possible weeks. It's a big chance to put our sports community on the international map, Kenny says and an excuse to give those visitors a taste of one kansas city tradition outside arrowhead stadium
3: tailgating will absolutely be part of that we have no doubt
0: so while this sunday's final whistle marks the end of the 2022 world cup the day after begins the countdown to 2026 and puts kansas city one step closer to sharing in international spotlight.
3: For KCUR 893,
0: I'm Greg Eckler.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Noujiadine. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Beck's story on Friday Night Protest and Greg's story on the World Cup, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. On Monday, we'll check in with Kansas Governor Laura Kelly ahead of her second term. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.